Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm BJ. And I'm Austin. And we are doing everything backwards today. Uh, this is going to be me talking about all of the, the Dragon Quest games that I think you should play and kind of the, the things that you need to be focusing on in each of them as you go through. Uh, and because Austin has been kind of talking a whole lot over the last few days, over the last few episodes. And so we thought that this would be a good opportunity for me to uh, kind of take over, give him a rest and uh, get some of the uh, hot takes that I have about games that you will be complaining about after this episode. <laughs> Did you, you didn't acknowledge my sad Eeyore I'm Austin. Cause that's how you say your name. Like every time. it is. That's why I didn't say anything because it was just the same, the same cadence. So I just thought it was like the same figured I would just go with it. Yeah. But yeah, way to go. I'm, I'm BJ. It's cool. Just like, yeah. Hmm. So what? So, so, so tell us things. Okay. So when I first started Dragon Quest, it was the very first one back in the NES days, back when they gave it away for, uh, for Nintendo Power subscriptions, uh, where they were basically begging people to both play Dragon Quest and subscribe to Nintendo Power at the same time. It was really cool. Um, and so going back that far, uh, I, always associate dragon quest with that initial picture of a slime fight outside of the castle when you first start like that is if whenever we mention dragon quest to this day that's what pops up into my head and uh one of the things that i think if you're starting with dragon quest one that you need to keep in mind is that it's actually pretty hard to begin with that uh, you absolutely have to grind that uh, I don't know about you, Austin, whenever you went through it, and I know you've played it through more than I have, but every time I do it, I have to probably grind a good like two hours to be able to get to the point where I can beat the green dragon and move on through the cave to get to the the, the princess. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I've, pl- I've only played the NES version once, but definitely so in that version. Um, on mobile, the mobile and Switch versions of the game, um, because I've replayed this one a few times because it's kind of like the, hey, I want to play a quick six-hour RPG that I'm going to have fun <laughs> right. with. Um, like, this is kind of a, a go-to of mine now um, because, you know, you can play it really fast, and at this point I know everywhere to go. Um, but I think there was that time that... Uh, I think you actually sat there and watched me beat it whenever I was doing uh-huh. kind of like a speed run on the Switch yeah. um, of the game. Like, that one I did not... Um, I didn't really stop to grind too much on, but you know, I mean, it was, it made it a whole lot tougher and there were still times when, I mean, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't grind at all, but like in that one, because I was trying to see how fast I could get through it, it was kind of like I was running to everything under leveled from where I should have been. Yeah. 
Um, and it did make the fights a little harder. Um, and there's even a couple of times that I probably should have died because of like RNG from enemy yeah. attacks. I lucked out. Um, and so like, I don't like, that's probably the one time that I haven't spent a lot of time just grinding, but yeah. generally, generally, yeah. Um, I usually like to, in older Dragon Quest games, what I like to do is grind up a lot initially so that like the, the next, like whatever chunk of game is going to be a breeze for me. Yep. Um, so I'll just like mindlessly grind for a while and it's, some, I don't know, it's kind of cathartic sometimes, especially playing on a handheld um, yeah, like Switch or the 3DS. I can just kind of watch TV while I mindlessly grind, but then it makes the game a lot easier for the next like three or four hours, you know? It I does. mean, not not for the first one. The first one, like you'd be done by then, but um, yeah. but like the like later entries and stuff makes the next like chunk of the game easier. Um, so that's kind of like my approach to basically all of them up through like i'd say probably well really all of them actually all of now them I think yeah about it yeah i mean they require some of them require more than others but especially like the first i want to say like the first like six probably require uh-huh. the most and then well i don't know actually i did a lot with classes on seven too i don't know but I'm i don't, talking too I, don't much. <laughs> I don't actually think in seven and we'll get there in a little bit that seven is that grindy to me because I was always able to work on one. I was usually working on only one or two characters on their, their jobs at one time, their vocations. So I would have other characters that were really high. So as I was just playing the game and going around normally, they were gaining a lot in there because it was, you know, higher level stuff and uh, gaining in their, their jobs and vocation or vocations. And so I never felt like in seven, I had to grind a lot in four. I feel like I still did. Uh, but then again, four was also still an NES game, uh, even though I played the remakes. Um, yeah, I can't um, say. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think for seven, for me, like the grind came from because I was trying to master all the classes. You didn't go all the way up through mastering everything, did you? Not everything. No, okay. no, yeah, I like didn't. that's where that's kind of where it was for me. Like I had to get the I think it's called champion on the 3DS version. Um, it's like the top two yeah. most powerful thing you can get. Um, Like I went through and had that as my main character and as, uh, man, what's his name? It's Gabo because I played the PS1 version. Uh, Rough. Rough. Thank you. Um, And uh, like I had Maribel being a sage. I think I still suck Maribel with a sage. And then I had Mm -hmm. like Sir Mervyn um, as a champion as well. And then I'm trying to think on the PS1 version, I think it's called like maybe like God hand or something. It's, oh, yeah. it's something. it's something different. I've only played the PS one version once and um, it was back during like COVID. Um, and so you, you know how like a lot of people talk about having like fog brain. From, yeah, like, I in. do. Yeah. That's kind of how it is for me where like, I remember playing it cause I wanted to dedicate myself to like a long game that was also kind of comforting. So I right. played the PS one version and, um, and it, it's also, grindier in its own way because you know oh yeah the remake on 3ds did streamline a lot of stuff um but i but yeah i would say i would say most of seven's grinding came from me wanting to like have maxed out vocation and everything rather than it necessarily being one of those things where i was like oh i can't get past this boss i'm gonna have to go and grind for two hours like there was it was never like that kind of thing and like you know, you mentioning the, the the COVID fog that happened during 2020. I guess I shouldn't even say COVID fog, the pandemic lockdown fog that everything happened, that ambient stress. Uh, it 
you know, I was thinking about that yesterday. So like, you don't remember like everything about that. And I was, uh, I downloaded yesterday, uh, fire emblem three houses back on my switch because I remember when it came out that the DLC was done in waves. Right. So I was like, Oh, I never went back and beat the story part of the DLC. I think I bought that. So I should, uh, I should, you know, finish that because I'm in the mood for a strategy RPG uh, after, you know, getting on the 3DS and uh, seeing that I'd forgotten that I'd even bought some of the other Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. And so I get on there and I look at it and I thought Fire Emblem Three Houses. First of all, I didn't buy the expansion pass like I thought I did. So that was still money that I need to spend that I'm not going to right now. But I realized how badly the the kind of lockdown fog, the COVID fog hit me was because that game came out in 2019 mm-hmm. yeah uh it's 2023 and it's been four years and i feel like it has been about six to eight months since i played that game <laughs> uh like fallon and i were talking and it was like i feel like i lost that time like i really do like i remember this game and i remember playing it and one of the reasons that i haven't gone back to it in the future in the past uh, little while to get the the other storylines that i wanted to is because i just played through it that was 4 years ago man like the my just playing through it was 4 years ago and i do not recall it being in 2019 before the pandemic that that came out i was thinking that was totally like one of the games i was playing alongside animal crossing uh the uh after that but it my save was 2019 i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god uh and so yeah just that that fog like i'm like i guess i'm ready to play through this game again since i thought it was six months and it's been four years uh just one of those things like i i literally lost time on this one that that i feel like i it's crazy um but the whole like dragon quest 2 and 3 i can't say a whole lot about is because i've only gotten through a few hours of each multiple times and part of the reason is i don't like middenhall i don't like the way he looks and so uh that is actually a big part of the the reason i haven't played through a lot of it uh and also because of the frustrations that you and liam and a lot of other people have talked about toward the end uh with the uh i can't remember what it is like the the cave to hell i don't remember what the the uh, roan or render act depending on which version you play yeah, like, I, I, I don't want to do that. Like, the text messages that you sent me for the remake of it, the mobile version, I'm just like, I'm good. You know, I, I don't I don't want to, like, start, like, killing, like, the people around me out of rage from playing this. And so... I, I, killed, I, I did not kill people around me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it just seems so frustrating on that end. Like, so many things about it that I've kind of avoided, too. And three, I went back to start playing not long ago on the Switch and decided I was going to wait on the HD 2D version. The 2D HD version. The remake that's coming out at some point uh, in the future. Uh, soon, TM. And so I'm going to wait on that version to play because I don't like replaying stuff as much as you. So I know that if I play three before that, like all the way through, like I always get like four or five hours in and then stop. Uh, but I know that if I actually get into and try to beat the game, I'll not play the new version. Just, it'll be like, oh yeah, I just played this game. Kind of like I was talking about Fire Emblem. Yeah, uh, I get that. But four is one of those really interesting games to me. So... Four is a really, really, really good game. 
I do not suggest anybody play the mobile version, though. Did you ever try the mobile version of 4? Um, no, but you and I have talked about it. I don't know if we've talked. To, I think we've talked about it on here as well. But you told me the controls were really bad. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, the controls yeah. are are just awful. And as much as you have to. And the reason they're awful is because you have to constantly rotate the camera to see things. And not having shoulder buttons on a, and the shoulder buttons are what did it on the 3DS, and not having shoulder buttons on mobile where they're just like screen buttons on the side, it got really, really like painfully annoying to play. So I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, end up uh, playing that one uh, on mobile, and then I ended up doing it on on 3ds when i got it and i broke it up a lot because it's in chapters right you get all of these different chapters and then it's a convergent narrative where they they come together at the end and i remember finishing it and telling you i don't really see why people like this game mm-hmm. like it's just it feels so broken apart it feels uh just like there wasn't any kind of uh big through line there wasn't anything like really to latch on to and this is one of those games that the further i am from it the more i like it that if you ever have one of those games where you weren't really sure that you liked it at first and then you think back on it and like you have those rose colored glasses you have those fond memories of playing it and it's like oh yeah i guess i i guess i really did like that that's yes. kind of how i feel about four seven like, seven was that for me like i know i did um when we were doing episodes on seven like i talked about how like i felt like i really hated that game the first time i was playing it and i've gone yeah. back and, and replayed it since then because there was just times where i was like you know what i think i really did like i like even when i was playing it i was like oh my gosh i love this job system so much but right right but very yeah, good. seven like just in terms of dragon quest seven was very much that kind of game for me yeah yeah, and I it's it's I don't want to go back and play four again because of that. I'll, but at the same time, I want to go back and play four again because of that. It's uh, it, it's a really weird place, but I know I'm not gonna because I need to get through five and six. That was not a I don't know what accent I had on five there, five and six. But uh, I need to play. I need to play five and six. Uh, but. I do actually just need to play five and six. I've only played bits and pieces of them on the Famicom emulated versions of them. Uh, the Super I Famicom. Say, I, re- I remember version. watching. I remember watching you play five, like the yeah. emulated version of five, when I was over at your house one year. Like yeah, I knew I you didn't it. beat it, but I remember uh-uh. like watching you play it. You got kind of far in it though, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Like from what I'm remembering, like getting into the monster recruiting and all of that stuff, like I really like it. Um, but there was something that I don't like. Okay, so when I was a teenager, I played emulator games like mad because I was all about playing games that weren't available in the U.S. and had fan translations. Uh, So now, whenever I sit down, I've realized I don't like playing JRPGs on, or really any RPGs on PC. That if I were to have like a really good like emulator handheld, the BitBoy I have isn't really a good one. Um, If I could play it on like a good handheld or something like that, I'd be much better, but I don't like playing it on PC. And since that's where the emulators are, it uh, it just doesn't. Uh, I, I can't bring myself to play long games in them. I'll mm-hmm. play older uh, classic games that that maybe I don't, 
can't find a copy of or maybe it's not on uh, Switch Online or one of the virtual consoles. But in terms of playing like five and six, the original versions, I really, really, really want to again uh, and get through there because honestly, six is one of the most beautiful Super Famicom games that they ever made. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, if y'all have not looked at the the sprites for this and the graphics on it, I implore you to go look at Dragon Quest VI on the Super Famicom and just like behold at what they were able to make the Super Nintendo do and uh, got over that got completely overshadowed by Chrono Trigger because it was being worked on at roughly the same time and released near the same time, if I'm remembering right. Like they were. They were within a year of each other, if not just a few months. Am I right? Or am I just making that part up? Um, no, you're you're not wrong. Um uh, they, <laughs> they were they they were worked on at the same time. They were worked on at the same time, yes, for sure. Um, but Dragon Quest Six came after. But that's why that's why Yuji Hori has said there's like story beats and stuff that they couldn't return to with six is because they he was so busy with Chrono right. Trigger, I believe both of them were released in '95. Right. Um, I, know, I know Dragon Quest was, and Chrono Trigger released first. But um, we did that whole deep dive into like Chrono <laughs> Trigger's real release date because it's yeah. one of those like uh, things that people celebrate the release date like multiple times a year. It's really um, funny too. And anyway, so that's where I'm kind of like, yeah, about it. But but I believe that they both released in 1995. Dragon Quest Six came after, and it's gorgeous and i love chrono trigger right like i really really love chrono trigger and so it is really sad uh to me that a you don't like chrono trigger that much but i think it's because it got overhyped to you uh over time and uh we've talked about this a lot in the past so i'm not going to dwell there but i really really hate that because of a hundred different reasons at the time dq6 never got to come over to the united states never got an english translation it it really makes me sad because of just how pretty it is until uh, until the ds version until the <laughs> ds version right right I, I'm, I'm completely talking about the the super famicom version of it yeah the, you're the, living in the 90s right now i'm living in the 90s right now which is pretty much my life anyway these days so it's just like i can't can't deal with what's going on in uh, the present so i just revert the, back to 12 year old bj in 1995 the spirit just, of the 90s is alive in bj <laughs> it's true i don't like i can't remember the tune of that song from portlandia song. yeah uh yes watch it it's great spirit of the 90s is alive it, it's fantastic y'all go google it right now um but six is one of those that i i'm going to play and actually recently um i know i mentioned this last week y'all the if you're listening to this live when it comes out the 3ds eShop is closing on in like seven days I think it's the 27th is the last day that you're going to be able to buy 3DS games from the Nintendo eShop. And you can, there are Dragon Quest games on there that you can get. I highly suggest going and picking up what's there if you don't already have them. But four, five, and six were regular DS games, so you can't get them. Uh, so you can buy uh, DQ7 and 8 on there. And uh, definitely, definitely worth getting. Um, but my, my, way that that's leading in is because 
I restarted, like I said, my 3DS to get whatever was on there, make sure I got all the stuff off the eShop that I wanted, and ended up uh, like realizing how much I love this system. Like, I really, really love the 2DS and 3DS like handheld system. Uh, I am so sad that as much as I love the Switch, I am so sad that they didn't continue with this dual screen kind of thing in the 3D technology. Like, I just, I don't know. I love it. And it's kind of just comforting. And so um, I've been looking at whenever I finish up the Fire Emblem Fates playthrough that I'm doing right now, that I will get back to DQ6. We had a wonderful listener... Sam Steele! Sam Steele! Thank you uh, for sending me a copy of the UK version of Dragon Quest VI because the US version is absurdly expensive. Um, And they've only gotten more and more expensive over the years. But Austin and I were talking, and I don't remember if it was on the podcast here, that the non-US versions, the, the European versions, the Asian versions that have English translations, are much cheaper than u.s uh, english versions to get so if you're looking for any try finding those because i got this one from sam really cheap in comparison to what the u.s version was going for complete in box everything uh the only difference was it had a reproduction uh cover on it which is fine by me my eight actually has a reproduction cover until i found uh one on clearance at walmart surprisingly enough uh recently nice. i say recently it was probably like 2019 again because like, <laughs> yeah, it was like it, 13 it, years ago yeah it was uh thir- 13 years ago was recently that was 2010 like i remember that you and i had just met uh like that's nuts um like it's but anyway yeah yeah the uh i want to play five and six on the Famicom versions. And I'm really uh, wanting to find a good handheld emulator version for those Uh, because I own them. Like this is one of those things. Like I don't usually like, like promote piracy or, or playing like emulated games uh, that you don't own. So I'd go out of my way sometimes to, to get the real versions, but since they don't exist and I own the genuine versions of it, I think it's okay. Like, I feel it's okay to, to emulate the versions that uh, I don't have because I don't read Japanese. I think that's which is fair. sad. But yeah, I want to play those. And DQ7 is one that I I absolutely love DQ7 now. It was very hard for me to get into. I had to start it a couple of times. Uh, you were the same way in terms of starting it a few times. Or did you just did you just hate play through the first time? <laughs> no, yeah. No, the, the first time I played it, I didn't just, I didn't hate it immediately. It took a little while. um but yeah then i didn't i didn't like it very much but no i never i never gave up on it i I went ahead and like powered through it and then at the end of it i was just kind of like wow i don't think i will ever replay this one (laughs) and then and then i ended up replaying it like just uh, like two years past or something like that and i ended up replaying it on the 2ds whenever we were doing our episodes and then i also ended up booting up the uh ps1 version bought the Mm -hmm. bought the english ps1 version of it and played it to like see the differences and just kind of experience it and yeah i'm I'm kind of the same way where i think i think dragon quest 7 has become one of my favorites right um, yeah over time and like the longer i mean you know it's only been i don't know maybe two three years since the last time i played it but yeah yeah. they uh like 
it, even though I do like it much more now, like it's, it quickly did become one of the ones I'm most fond of. And um, that like when I think back to it, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things from that one where I'm like, man, I really, I really like that one. Yeah. And, and I'm the same way. Like it was, I actually kind of, I started it a couple, three times and uh, just put it down because the early parts of that game are fairly trudging and the 3DS version of it is very trudging, but not as much as the, the PS1 version. So if you're planning on doing one, you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, but once I got into it, once I actually started being able to go around the islands and and explore and really get into who the characters were, like get into uh, just like honestly Maribel, I like Maribel. Like I hot take number two. <laughs> hot take, yeah, it's like I like Maribel. Like she's very annoying for a lot of the game, and then later on, it is just like oh yeah. Maribel's my girl, and so I I can't help but but really really like her. Even I, though I know you I know you love Maribel, and I know a lot of people who really love Maribel, but it's just one of those things that I just I can't wrap my head around. Like in subsequent playthroughs, I thought she was less annoying because I kind of knew what to expect. Right. Yeah. But she's still hands down the most annoying Dragon Quest character, and like for for you and everyone else who loves her, I'm so happy that you do. Because it makes Dragon Quest Seven much less of a chore if you like her. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those that I can't wrap my head around. And I get it. I, I completely understand it. And then, like, I'll never forgive DQ Seven for taking one of my favorite characters uh, after I get attached to them, and then uh, taking them away from my party. I hate it when games take people away from my party, but uh, they 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 took uh, my favorite party member away spoiler alert yeah just letting you know i'm not even gonna say anything else they took my favorite character away and i'm mad no like, i, I, I want... want to talk about this for just a second because okay. so sk y'all skip ahead for like a minute because i i am also really bummed out with kiefer but yeah. i think it's really clever the way they bring in like um what's her name ash and ash, everything is yeah. like he uh, kiefer's like descendant and then just like you get the note at the very end and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. Yeah. Here. Like it's like, it's very sad, you know? And like, I, I'm super disappointed that you don't, that Kiefer goes away forever too, especially that I feel like it happens right as you're really starting to love him. Yeah. Like, so don't get me wrong. I'm very disappointed with that. But I think the, in terms of like the narrative impact that has on the story is just, it's one of the most impactful uh, like narrative points in any Dragon Quest game, and so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of glad they did because it really has a really has a punch behind it. But I mean, also it really, does. But also, it's not just it's not just for the sake of like of like red shirting Kiefer or anything like that. No. Although he does have a red shirt, he does um, have a red shirt. But uh, but yeah, it's like it doesn't feel like it's just for the sake of like oh we're gonna make you sad now, but like it that it really serves a purpose for the other characters and also just the overall like uh, reaching narrative of the entire game. Yeah, because when when this happens in the game, like I was really really sad. And so we're still on spoilers here, so if you're you're coming back in forward again if you don't want the spoilers. But when you kind of go along a little bit further after you lose him and you find his grave 
and yeah. like it's really impactful but at the same time it's directly beside the woman he stayed in the past for and like they live this happy life and so it's like you know fun silly dragon quest games ah, ha, ha, ha. and then there's like this meaningful like, like life choice of this character that you end up caring about and then to descend it much later uh like you said with ash it's like it's one of the best story beats in any of the dragon quest games even though I'm mad at them for taking <laughs> Kiefer away from me because he was my favorite character and I wanted him to grow through the story and I wanted to continue playing as him. Yeah, for sure. All right, spoilers over if you've been fast forwarding yep. for the last two minutes. Spoilers done. This is a good time for us to uh, to stop since it's spoilers over so that people can uh, forward along and it, seem like, it seems like it's time for some shameless self-promotion shameless 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 i don't like doing this <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> you put some you put some uh, real oomph in that one yeah uh good job i don't, I don't like uh, that i'm glad you do this <laughs> <laughs> so uh as austin uh so uh half-heartedly put it this is shameless self-promotion with Beej and austin and we have a patreon that if you would like to support this podcast you can go to patreon.com slash dragon quest fm support us in doing this a whole lot more uh back to you austin do you have anything shameless about i, I have nothing shameless to talk about this week um so it's all it's all yours give us Man. some more dq goodness, goodness uh so dq8 right this is this is my entry point to the series like as a as a real player and appreciating as it as an adult yeah. yeah you know like six seven year old me playing dq1 on the nes is great memories and all but it didn't get me to play a lot of uh like rpgs in my entire life like chrono trigger and final fantasy 3 did but final fantasy 6 but DQ8, when I saw my friend playing uh, playing it on 3DS and Bobby posted a picture of a saber cat on Twitter, I was like, that's pretty. I want to play that. And so I, I got eight, played it, and uh, didn't like it at first. Like, it wasn't that, I, okay, wasn't that I didn't like it at first. It was that it was so basic compared to what other games i've been playing it was so fundamental in its gameplay that i was like there's not nearly enough customization in this the the fights are so straightforward they're just turn-based there's nothing going on i was like i don't you know there's just these you put points and skills and that's it i was like i don't i don't think i'm gonna stick with this and then i uh get to a certain point in the story uh right after you get uh, jessica in your party that or maybe right before i can't remember exactly uh exactly where that is since it's been it really has been like uh, five or six years since i played it, it five was, years it was it was 2017 actually because um at the time i i know we're talking about this because at the time the twins were were newborn and they were in the NICU a lot and i was looking uh. for like comfort food games to play and i i started playing dragon quest heroes 2 and i was talking about how much i loved it and you were playing dq8 on the 3ds and you were talking about how much you loved it and we were like nerding out about dragon quest and jrpgs a lot yep 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 and so it it just turned out like this it's been a long time so i don't remember exactly where that plot point was but it uh it got me to really 
like the game, see what it was doing and why it wasn't like fundamental and basic. It was that it was traditional and all of this was on purpose. And so that's what really got me into the series was recognizing that the games were not uh, just copies of each other, that, that this was all conscious design decisions instead of laziness putting out the same game over the course of like 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so I really like eight. Um, it is still one of my least favorite now, uh, just because of the one of the ones that I have played all the way through. It's, it's good. It's just not amazing. And if this is one of the ones that you feel is amazing out there, I am so happy for you. But <laughs> hot take number three. Hot take number three. Yeah. It's like, I just don't care about it. Like, I guess that's the that's the better way to put it is like, I don't care about it. Uh, once I was done, I was kind of done. And I have not gone back, uh, even though I need to go back and see that I never got the pirate lady read uh, in my playthrough of the. You did universe. because she's not optional. <laughs> And the reason that I haven't gone back and done this is because uh, the 3DS does not have saves. Okay, the 3DS doesn't have like easily removable external storage, and DQ8 doesn't, for some reason, save it on the cartridge. And so I haven't gone back and replaced the SD card inside my 3DS because it's uh, you have to take the thing apart. And my saves are on the old sd card and not the one i'm playing on uh right now so i don't want to disassemble my 3ds to do that uh but uh i'm pretty sure i never got her like i i am i'm still holding out that i did that i didn't because i don't remember her even a little bit but you did i'm fairly certain that she just because like i mean i never really used her and that's the thing with these optional characters on the 3ds version is that like you have that core four four member party already that like you're right. used to. And so it's kind of just like, like whenever you can get to red or Maury who is optional, um, yes. it's like, why it's kind of like, why, why use them? And I mean, I, I right. feel that way about a lot of optional characters or like late in the game characters in a lot of games like this. Um, but for that one, yeah, it's just like, it's cool that they added those as characters and let you do that for anybody who wants to. But I just feel like the, the core, four members there already right. have like good mechanics and they each kind of offer their own thing, but they meld well together. Cause I mean, the yep. game was originally designed that way. And so it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's part of the, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality where it's just mm-hmm. like, um, same thing for with them, you know, letting you marry Jessica at the end. Like I didn't do that either. Cause again, it's just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm, that's kind of how I've been. Um, but um, but in, in, all, in your, all your hot takes so far, I think that's probably the one I agree with. Yeah. Where I think Dragon Quest Eight is kind of a middle DQ game for me, which I realize yeah. is, is kind of a big issue, especially for people who I think were like kids or that was their right. first Dragon Quest game, um, respond really well to that one. And I think it can work really well as like an introduction to the series, as you've shown here. Um, right. It can really get you into the series as a whole. But um, yeah, like of all the Dragon Quest games, uh, it's kind of near the middle, middle bottom for me. Yeah. Uh, and this is still the only, I think the only Dragon Quest game I haven't ever replayed, but I have the mm. PS2 version as well. So at some point this year, I just started playing Slime Mori Mori 3. But at some point this year, I am going to 
boot up the PS2 version of DQ8 so we can do some episodes on like a Dragon nice. Quest 8 replay based on the PS2 version. So that's that's coming at some point, I promise. And I'm I'm actually kind of amazed that I missed Dragon Quest 8 when it came out because I was very much a a an RPG gamer on the PS2 and I was a super duper Final Fantasy fan. And the American version of Dragon Quest 8 came with a Final Fantasy 12 demo and somehow I never picked them up. Like I didn't get the 12 demo. I didn't get uh, DQ8. And I'm kind of amazed I didn't do it and play uh, 8 because of that. Like I don't know what was going on in my life at the time that I completely bypassed both of them because I remember buying Final Fantasy 12 the day it came out. So I don't know what was up with me not getting the demo that is like right within my like everything that I would do. Uh, yeah, like, like perfect uh uh behavior that i would get and play both of these games don't know what happened um i i just i don't know maybe i was just drinking too much (laughs) (laughs) it it was the end of my college career is is right around the time it came in it was the end of my college career or at the beginning of my when i started grad school so it was right then and so it uh it really was a busy time but uh but I, i hate that i missed that uh, yeah, back so, then. But so Dragon Quest Nine. Nine. Okay, so Nine is probably my favorite game. Uh, nine is goes back to the main, like two or three, I guess three, uh, Dragon Quest games, and uh, especially number three, and lets you create your own party. The it does not have a hero character in the traditional sense. It has uh, someone that you make give them a personality, and then you get to hire and make your own party again. And uh, in terms of of fighter characters, and the game doesn't actually give you good messaging on that because I missed when I could make my party, and like I knew it was coming, and I thought I had to go through the next story beat before I could come back and make my party. And so I went and fought the next boss, like this Death Knight, uh, solo, uh, underleveled and solo, and uh, got super frustrated, but eventually beat it. And uh, then I came back to town. I was like, oh, cool, I can make my party. And then I realized, like, oh, cool, I could have made my party before. That would have been much less frustrating. <laughs> uh, so if you, if, you, if you do that, remember, you can make your party before you fight that boss. And it is much easier with a party, because uh, I went back and did that. The... Um, thing about nine that i like the most is that uh it's pretty like it look it's a 3ds game that is absolutely gorgeous like i love the graphics on this i love the designs and just pretty much it's got angel people and they got wings austin these are angel people with wings yes (laughs) and y'all our uh our constant listeners here know bj likes characters with wings and this is a game about dragon quest characters with wings yeah it's all uh, coming also, together now for why you love this one so much it is I, like I like, it. like it's all together and it's like that's one of the reasons i actually want to play five and six uh more is with the zenithians is that they are winged people so like yeah. i just really love nine like nine is the one that i've spent probably the most time on i've grinded in nine because i love the job system i love playing around and keeping skills from one job using them with another 
I absolutely adore being able to make my own party and my own heroes. I like giving them the right names. They have personalities in my mind. Like they don't even come up in the story, but like the way that I was grinding and doing their jobs, it was like these people have uh, personalities. And so there's no way that I could give this character Paladin because she's like this. And it's like, I just, I love this game. And I probably grinded more with it than anything on liquid metal slimes. Uh, I would just keep on, keep it open, watching TV or something and just wander around killing slimes. I, uh, grinding up job points. Love that game. Uh, it, it is, I missed it again when it came out because I wasn't a 3DS gamer. Uh, I did not have, it was regular DS. Nine is regular DS. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, Man, in my head, like right now thinking about it, I'm remembering seeing it in the 3D. So, you, huh. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. pr- you probably played it on your 3DS with like I did. compatibility. But yeah, but it so wasn't with the uh, actual 3D. But yeah, the uh, it was a DS game, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I played, I had a DS and I played a little bit of DS, but it, this wasn't, uh, this was after, I'm, I'm thinking that Final Fantasy 3 remake remake the first time you actually got to play final fantasy 3 in english came out for the 3ds or for the ds mm-hmm. uh and it made me so mad that i stopped <laughs> playing rpgs uh because it was so bad it was not fun and it made me dislike that kind of game because it was so not fun hot take number five four, four i don't know four but I yeah it's, it's, i like it's i final- actually i really like three on ds I know that there are a lot of people who do, but for some reason, the the mixture of the job system along with having to buy all of your magic and uh, like you can really screw yourself over, which I did, and get into dungeons and get in real bad trouble. Like, I don't I don't know. It is still very much an NES game. And apparently I just don't like NES RPGs that much. I guess like I don't like that old school, old, old school RPG, uh, like without the quality of life stuff, like just learning magic. Um, same thing for EverQuest. I didn't like having to go all over the world and buy my spells in EverQuest. Uh, that was uh, something I thought was really frustrating. Hmm. But uh, but nine's probably my favorite. And it does have one of the uh, more understandable and relatable villains. Uh, in all of them as well. Corvus! <laughs> Corvus is great. Like, I love Corvus. Uh, it's a little weird. It's like they insulted my uh, my girlfriend, made her cry, and then I'm going to... No, uh, that that's Sorrow. Corvus, they kill her. They kill Serena. Oh, they do kill her in that one. Yeah, Sorrow's the one that's uh, kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I'd kind of destroy the world if somebody, like, killed Jennifer. So... Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but And then that gets us to 10. Yes. Which I played a little bit of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not bring myself to play a lot of 10 simply because of it being in Japanese. Like the, I had fun with it. I liked the gameplay. I liked everything. But without being able to actually read the story, I ended up just being like, oh, this is an MMO. This is Dragon Quest, but I'm not getting any of the fun puns or any part of it. So I ended up just dropping off of it, but you kept playing it through the first two or three expansions. I can never remember. I'm on version three. Yeah. Before I, before I stopped subbing to it. And, uh, I think now you can actually, maybe you can even play all the way through version three for free. I can't remember. I feel like they changed it. Like I'm thinking so. Yeah. I had to start subbing to it anyway. 
Um, like I had to start subbing to it and then they changed it. And I know now you can do one and two for free, mm-hmm. maybe even three. I don't know. I was thinking um, you could three now, but I'm not sure. I, 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 maybe I'm just making that up. No, no. Somebody can tell us. <laughs> yeah, somebody tell us. And if you can, y'all should play it. Y'all should give it a shot. We have uh, guides on geek2geekmedia.com that Austin wrote up uh, about how to play it in on your American Switch by creating a Japanese uh, Square Enix account. Uh, so they, they well, because they removed all of the like firewalling of IPs and stuff, so we can play on Japanese servers. Uh, so you should definitely check that out. There are also, uh, is it RyanQuest.com that has all of the uh, 10 walkthroughs and translations and stuff now? Uh, RyanQuest, yeah. Yeah, so y'all uh, check out Ryan Molina's uh, Dragon Quest Ten content. Uh, if it had been around when I was trying to play, uh, I probably would have stuck with it longer. And I think now I'm just mad at Dragon Quest Ten for not ever coming out here. I'm just like, I'm not even getting into it. I'm not even going to make myself like this game. I'm just going to get sad again. It's uh. It's kind of like after a bad breakup when you don't want to date anymore. And it's like, I'm never going to date again. Uh, so that means I'll probably be back in a couple of years. Thanks. For <laughs> and then there's DQ 11. I mean, 11 is just the best of them. I think 11's the best uh, DQ game. I think it's the best place to start out with for new players. Um, if you don't like DQ 11, then you are probably not going to like the rest of them. Uh, and I say that as a new player, like or if this podcast would... or Dragon Quest <laughs> <laughs> or Dragon Quest in general. Why are you listening uh, to this? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I do know people who have started it. It's not their kind of game. And then, but they couldn't get into any of the other DQ games either. Uh, they might've been able to get into heroes or something like that, but the more action oriented ones, but there are people who don't like it and, you know, more power to them. But I think 11 is, really the the top tier of what the games can be it really is a culmination of everything that's great and i think that uh, if you haven't played all the way through dragon quest 11 uh from the beginning to the post credits uh through all of the post credit stuff like the that you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, the second set of credits. You need uh, to do it because there's about a third of the game that is after the original credits, the first credits. Uh, and it it basically makes the story what it is. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, just 11. I do have some hot takes for 11. Um, I <laughs> oh, no. do. Uh, and, and, and you know, this, I know, um, I know where, it, you're, co- I know where you're going happened with this. a few times. I don't like the, uh, I, I, I don't like per- the parade. The parade is the worst part. Boo. Boo. <laughs> uh, like, it, it is, it is boring and, Boo. It, and okay. And it might be because of the, it might be because of the, um, I played, 11s when i got to that part but i'd had to go around with Silvando and do all the stuff uh like in the new content that they put out and it it cheapens it and it cheapens it it does like so i knew what was going on and i was like uh this is i hate talking to all of these people and being like yeah let's get this let's get the band back together cool and then it's like the parade and everything happens and i'm like yeah i've done this and so i don't like the parade 
uh i know everyone people roast me about that all the time they called it parade gate uh, <laughs> like, like for real like n- people are so people got so upset when i first said that i didn't like the parade uh it was like i insulted their moms and uh i think i think it was steve whitcamp who coined the term parade gate uh, yeah, thanks credit Steve. where credit is uh, due. <laughs> and i mean i don't mean to insult your mom but if she liked the parade then i'm sorry but uh, um but no i don't like the parade part and i don't like the fishy part i don't like uh, Boo, when you become you a little suck. fishy uh, now you love the fishy uh you love that fish part and for me i don't know it just doesn't fit where it's put in in the story maybe i just wasn't in the mood both times I played through it in the vanilla version and the XIS uh, 11S. And I don't know. I just, I just find that part tedious. Uh, I usually, once I get used to playing a character, uh, I want to continue playing that character <coughs> Kiefer. And I don't like it when they take away my, I don't know, my agency, I guess as a player, Whereas yeah. like I just wanted to play my game and now you turned me into a fish and I didn't care about the mermaid story at all. Like I was like, yep. That, well, how is- do you, okay. So serious question here about this though. Um, how, how do you feel about like in, cause I know you like kingdom hearts games. So it's not a problem when Sora turns into like a lion or when mm-hmm. he turns into a mermaid, I guess that would be a good comparison. Cause you have, like, I, I hate underwater. the, I hate the Atlantis underwater ones. Like the little mermaid ones are terrible. Okay, I, I hate it as well, but it's more about the swimming mechanics than anything. Yeah, the swimming has never been good. Um, Sora doesn't... Does Sora turn into a lion? I thought you just got... No, he turns into a little lion, and Donald's a, a bird, like a toucan-type bird, and Goofy is like a turtle, I think. But the gameplay remains the same. Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the combat and stuff remains fairly similar. That's why, that's why I went back and said Little Mermaid because I think that's yeah. the best comparison here. Now, but. the Little Mermaid part, I despise. Okay, like yeah, I've I mean, always despised then. it. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm actually curious about how I like Final Fantasy 16, uh, is because there are so many, like from what I've seen so far, at least, like there are multiple battle styles in the game where it's like you have to like get better at like the summon fights as well as the regular combat. Uh, and so it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to like that game at all after watching some, some gameplay of it, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so those are all of my hot takes and going through the series. Um, give us yours on Twitter or, uh, or email us or message us on Patreon. Well, there's DQ 12 that's coming out. And I guess my, my hot take on that one is I don't want it to, that I would be okay with it being dark, but I don't want it to be gritty. Yeah. So like like I have a feeling like it's going to be a little darker and more serious in tone, but I don't want it to be gritty like uh like Dark Souls or uh, Elden Ring kind of gritty. Like serious and darker is fine, but not like like grim dark kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think it will be because at the end of the day you're still going to be fighting like slimes and things like that. And that's going to yeah. be a hard thing to to put in a grim dark setting. <laughs> that's that's true. Well, thank you for listening, and if you'd like to talk to us more, you can find us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at ProfessorBeej or on Mastodon at Beej at Dice.Camp. Uh, if you want to join us on Discord, it is Discord.Geek2GeekMedia.com, and we would always love your support on Patreon at Patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. And I'm on Twitter at DragonQuaston and have nothing else to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next time, folks. Bye. Bye.